All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Ben Bukulski. As always, we, I at Muscle Intelligence, aspire to bring you the best information in the world to help you live your greatest life in a body you love. And that sometimes seems general. And I want to get ultra specific with you today on what I'm thinking about and um, give you a little update on my training, give you a little update over the last 12 months of my life, what's going on. I just wrapped up a great workout, feeling awesome, feeling pumped, and so much that's been going on in my life that I think is valuable to share. Uh, I've been working about 30 hours a week on my business, specifically on my coaching, actually. So I, I coach right now. I've got about 20 clients and I cap out at 20 because any more than that is a lot of time. And I give these guys a lot of time and attention. And what I'm noticing uh, across the board of my coaching, and I thought this is relevant, is the people that succeed are the ones that uh, ultimately just simply commit, right? And what I'm noticing is there's, there's probably 10% of people who join my coaching who don't follow through. And no matter how many times I text, no matter how many times I call, no matter how many times I pest them, they don't do it. And that's really interesting for me to observe. And, and as a coach, it actually pains me. I, it actually stresses me out when someone hires me to coach them and I can't get them to their end result, right? Most people, almost all, get to the end result that they strive for. And, and what I do ultimately above all is I make their life simple, right? They're going to the gym anyways. And the guys I work with specifically, let's be, let's be honest, are very, high, very much high achievers. These aren't guys who are struggling to get to the gym or, or struggling to eat their meals. Or These guys are people who succeeded in their life. They're either ex-pro athletes or college athletes or people who have grown a business, or people who are executives. And these are guys who are, who are high achievers. And I'll tell you the one thing that has made a really big difference, and this is a paradigm that's relevant for everyone listening to this podcast right now, is our society, and you've heard me say this, is, um, is amazing, right? We've created many gifts. We've created many uh, luxuries. We've created many conveniences to include the internet, to include cell phones, to include cars, to include your, your home heating and air conditioning, right? All of these things are wonderful gifts to society. And, and I think it's truly a blessing to be able to open my refrigerator and eat what I want and uh, go to the grocery store and, and, and get what I need or you know, order off the internet and, and all my food is delivered to my house. Like these amazing conveniences of modern day are such an incredible gift. And they're also incredible curse because um, it life is just, too easy, isn't it? Like, where in life do you have what I call a worthy adversary? Right? You guys may have seen my social media post lately about this. And men without a worthy adversary become soft, become weak, which is very much demonstrated in our in our youth, right? In our younger generations, and, and to be honest, probably even uh, people as as uh, old as or young as me. I think it's important to acknowledge that. We have to, as men and women also, be intentional about subjecting ourselves to worthy adversary or multiple adversarial relationships. And that doesn't necessarily mean human adversary, right? That means uh, something that is an intentionally curated challenge and an obstacle. And what I find is within my coaching program, these guys, when I, when I speak about this stuff, these guys are, are very much in agreement that uh, I can take the reins and intentionally subject them to stuff that they don't want to do, and they just do it. And this, to me, is what sets the people that succeed apart from the people that don't, is many people who you know, ultimately don't succeed in things, when they feel something becoming difficult... 
they have an excuse. They have a reason why they can't do it. You know, ah, my knee hurts, ah, you know, like my back hurts or I'm tired or, you know, I'm not right. And your body, your brain subconsciously or consciously is looking for excuses. And listen, there's definitely some real excuses out there, but in general, your brain is the governor of your thoughts of your life and of your outcomes. And uh, the second you decide it's going to be hard, it will be. And so what I notice in these these gentlemen that I work with, and all the guys I'm working with are, you know, 35 plus, some guys in their mid-60s who are crushing it. And I just love to see this. And so what I do as a coach, and this is relevant whether you're a coach or you're an athlete, or and I call all my clients athletes. If your objective is I want to look great, I want to feel great, I want to perform well, then you're an athlete and treat you like a pro athlete, right? We we treat you like an Olympic athlete, and and that's or any type of professional athlete. That's important. And this this mindset that our high achievers take on is, coach, you determine what my weakest link is, and let's address that. And so we're we're always objectively and subjectively walking through. Uh, well, what am I good at? Right. That's great. Let's assess that. Let's know what those are because those are sometimes our greatest. They are certainly our greatest opportunities for hard work or sorry output. Um, we want to generate output, right? We need to generate work. We need to generate metabolic stress. We need to de- generate metabolic damage. We need to generate force output, strength. That's important. So we're looking for things that you or I am able to do with ease, discomfort, and effort. And then there's this other column of things that, you know, we'll call it skill acquisition. We can call it, you know, ultimately increasing our circle of competence or circle of capability and becoming more effective. And so we have to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes mo- many people, one, don't have the knowledge or two, have a hard time being completely honest with themselves, right? And it's the idea of like looking in the shadow, right? Looking in, the, in those areas you don't want to see, looking at the places that you're hiding, right? These are the people that succeed, the people that are willing to be completely vulnerable with what they look like, what they feel like, and what they're capable of, realizing that they're willing to do the work, right? If you're not willing to be vulnerable, it's likely because unconsciously you know you're not willing to do what it takes to succeed. And I understand why this is happening in many people. I mean, everyone, it's very complex, I'm sure. But uh, in many instances, people have a, a huge degree of pain over judgment or over having failed in the past, and they believe that their past failures determine their future outcomes. I'm going to say that again. They believe their past failures determine their future outcomes, and they absolutely do not. Your past failures do not in any way determine your future outcomes provided you are willing to follow a plan, you are willing to execute and follow through, and simply focusing on today rather than yesterday or tomorrow. And you know, our uh, great friend, Andrew Huberman, talks about that a lot, that as humans, we have the, the, the cognitive capacity to be in two places at once, right? So you can have uh, two focuses. And he says, most people are thinking about the future and then thinking about the past. They put the workout they have to do tomorrow or the top of the mountain. Oh my God, there's, it's so far. Or they're thinking about you know the the thing that happened before that slowed them down, or the failure they've had in the past that ultimately is in some way impeding their future, which absolutely it's not. And the key to overcoming this, ladies and gentlemen, is being in the here and the now, right? And if you have two places to be, you want to be inside your body and outside of your body. And so right here, as I'm inside of my body, I'm focusing on my breath. I'm focusing on my feet on the floor. I'm focusing on my my postural position at my pelvis. I'm maybe focusing on my breath cadence. And this is the concept of interoception. And I want to talk a little bit more about that because it's extremely important. 
one of the most important things I teach to my clients, I think, in the time that we spend together is this concept. And I'll explain why. I am explaining why, I guess. And extraception is the ability to sense and perceive the environment around it, right? So the heat, the light, the sounds, um, the smells. And so why I think interoception is one of the greatest things that you can uh, accomplish or work on in life is because I work with a lot of people who um, have a hard time getting out of their head. Does anyone here listening have a hard time getting out of their head? Right. I have a hard time going to sleep or I have, you know, I'll get really anxious or I'll, you know, just be really very much in my head. I'll be thinking about this. I'll be thinking about that. And ultimately I don't get the things done. I need to get done. So, well, guess what? When you're in your head, that's an inevitability. And when you're in your body, it's a near impossibility. Right. And to me, this is one of the primary objectives of meditation, isn't it? It's to, I mean, people say, Hey, you got to stop thinking. You'll never stop thinking. That's the point. The point of meditation is to connect deeply first with what you feel on the inside, then what the extraception uh, is, or extra the external world is telling you, the extraception sensations, we'll say, uh, and ultimately be able to be present in those for extended periods of time. So why I think this is relevant is twofold: one, exercise is your greatest daily opportunity to train this concept or this skill of interoception. So my ability to feel what's happening in my body, posturally, breathing, muscle contraction, muscle tone, just separate to this reality of, hey, that's going to get you out of your head. It's going to allow you to live a calm, centered existence. There's also additional benefit specific to longevity, specific to moving well, that is never as far as I've been around, spoken about. And so if you've ever been part of my coaching, you've heard this conversation before, but it's relevant for everyone listening. In life, movement is a dynamic dance, we'll say, a dynamic uh, interplay between contraction and relaxation, right? In order for me to move, I have to contract, I have to relax, I have to contract, I have to relax, right? And that's, you know, think of that like a dance. And I call that then the next level of contraction relaxation is rigidity, right? We're creating some level of rigidity and that's a sliding scale. It can be really rigid or it can be not so rigid. And then the other side of the rigidity is fluid, right? Fluidity. So I need to create rigidity and fluidity. And fluidity may be interpreted as mobility. It may be interpreted as the ability to move smoothly through space. And so think of this dance between rigidity and fluidity as far as maybe a boxer, right? Muhammad Ali, Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, right? He's moving well. He's, he's, he's juking, he's jiving, and then bam, snap, contract, right? And think of a dancer where they're very, very fluid and they're moving really well. So bam, they hit something hard and it's impactful. And exercise is no different. And exercise is, and, and, and any human movement is no different. This is really important. I'll explain why. So when you're, if you spend a lot of time squatting, you spend a lot of time lifting heavy, deadlifting, squatting, bench pressing, you, by necessity, are increasing your capacity to create rigidity, right? I can't squat 300 pounds with the same amount of rigidity as I can 500 pounds. I need to create more rigidity. That's good, right? We want to be able to do that. However, if we only do that over time, your ability to create the opposite of that will go away. So if I spend a lot of time creating rigidity, tension, contraction, those muscles actually become short in the, in the passive structures, the, the um, collagen, collagenous tissues and the connective tissue become uh, t thicker, tighter. 
changes the, sh- the structure, I guess. So your body will just become more rigid. And so sometimes even from sitting too much or standing too much or, or whatever, right? Being in one position too much, your body's creating this increased fascial tone, this increased fascial tonicity that could become a problem, right? We start losing ranges of motion and all of a sudden we go outside that range of motion we no longer have and it hurts. And we've ever experienced a little bit of discomfort when they move or, or when they lift, oftentimes or always, that's going outside of a range that you can actively control. And so as we pass 40, this very important prerequisite of balancing, balance is never accurate, but some semblance of balance, right? And, and it could be different depending on your objectives of rigidity and fluidity must be built into your programs, must. And so what I find myself doing lately is I do about 20 to 30 minutes of simple movement in the morning. And that could be exclusive of like my cardiovascular stuff. So I might do a walk, I might do a bike ride, I might do a run, uh, much less running lately because I destroyed my calf. You guys know I tore both my calves during my career and uh, gosh, it's driving me crazy. So less running now, but I'm still walking, still cycling. So I'm, I'm creating this first, like changing the body temperature, changing the fluidity. And then I'll come home and I'll do this 20 to 30 minute kind of movement flow, like almost like the equivalent of a yoga class or animal flow or something like that to allow my body to just uh, to relax, to, to decrease the tone, right? And so that allows me to move freely and, f- and flow throughout the day and, and feel great. And then when I go to the gym, often later in the day, sometimes late right after that, uh, I want to create huge amounts of rigidity. And for me, it's this, it's this dynamic dance of I want to create as much rigidity as I possibly can while not losing any fluidity. Right. And so, how much can I push the rigidity up and push the fluidity, call it down in this case, because they're kind of opposites. And so, important for you guys to realize as you train, as you accumulate strength, as you accumulate muscle, be consciously aware of the amount of tone going through these muscles, the amount of tone accumulated through these muscles. Now, people are like, oh, it's a lot. This is complex. Well, no, it's completely simple. You're just not connected with the inside of your body that well yet. Right. This is the concept of interoception. That's why this, clo- this loop is closing there. Interoception is an essential part of, of complex movement. The ability to squat well, deadlift well, bench well, pull up well, build muscle, period. I got to be able to feel where am I creating tension? Is it the muscle I want to be training? And is it, am, I, am I tight and not able to get there? And what muscle is weak to, to not be able to allow it to contract the position I'm trying to go into? So hopefully it starts to make sense in the value in always building, call it mobility into your training programs. So the way I like to explain workouts to you guys, a simple concept, there's, there's really three aspects, actually four, but I'll talk about three right now that are very relevant to become part of your training program. It's not just strength training. There has to be a relative proportion of mobility training and aerobic fitness, right? Cardiovascular training, aerobic fitness, and aerobic fitness. All those things kind of branch into one. So you, if you're going to do resistance training, you must do resistance training, right? Because your strength to, to weight ratio has to be effective, has to be high, right? If I want to move my body really well at any age, as my power ratio, my strength to weight ratio goes down, my ability to do things decreases. So as a, someone who's aspiring to live their best life, you must be conscious of your strength to weight ratio. Find the places you're weak and make them no longer weak. And this is the concept of, as I said earlier, find what you're good at and do more of it to, to generate output and work and, and then find what you're not so good at to increase the strength, uh, the strength to weight ratios, the power ratios. 
Uh, and then also building in mobility. And mobility can be anything. It can be yoga. It can be, and I'll talk in detail about how to do this. It can be yoga. It can be animal flow. It can be um, yeah, any of these named modalities out there or none of these named modalities out there. And here's an important thing that everyone screws up. So really, I'm recording this podcast for my clients because I want you guys to listen to this. Um, here, here's an important thing that everyone screws up. Don't do mobility for the sake of mobility, right? You have to be intentional with the way you do mobility, just like you do you're intentional with the way that you train. Here's why. If I simply arbitrarily tell you, hey, do a forward fold in yoga or do a, a downward dog or an upper dog or I don't know, a hurdler stretch or whatever, name it, right? There's always in everyone's body, no matter how much you train, no matter how fit you are in everyone's body, there's certain joints that are hypomobile, certain joints that are hypermobile. One says not moving enough, hypo. One says moving too much, hyper. So in everyone's body, if I just mindlessly let myself move into a position, the joints that move too much, the hypermobile joints will always take the majority of the range. They'll always do the majority of the motion. And the joints that are hypomobile will continue to become hypo to be hypermobile. And then the disparity between these two becomes bigger. The ones that are hypermobile actually become even more mobile. And the ones that are hypomobile become the same or often worse. And that leads to injuries. So as you ascend this mountain of uh, physical fitness and physical performance, whatever your objectives are, you must learn to be aware of where am I tight, hypomobility? Where am I hypermobile, moving too much? And trying to balance those out and trying to create this body that ultimately flows well and uh, bends and moves through every possible range of motion that you try to achieve or want to move into, even by accident, right? Most accidents or most injuries happen by accident. So what could you possibly get into? So this concept that's often put forth in mainstream fitness of don't train this joint in this position is just wrong, right? We want to train all joints in all positions with the appropriate amount of resistance or the appropriate direction of resistance relative to what I'm capable of doing right now and trying to ascend that. So by necessity then, frequency and consistency is has to be there, right? If you're simply inconsistent and you'll never make progress. So then the question becomes, well, what's the minimum effective dose? that I can do to make some semblance of progress? And the answer is probably not a lot. It's probably pretty low. However, it's got to be done correctly, doesn't it? Correctly and the right things. And this is where it becomes complex, right? Hopefully up to this point, you guys are following me, but now it's like, okay, well, what should I do? And how often should I do it? And how long do I have to do it? This is where the coaching comes in, right? This is where most people break down. Like, great, I have a great idea conceptually on the need to do mobility and cardio and training, but how much and how often and when and which types? And this is ultimately where individualization comes in, right? One of the best metaphors I've heard from a great friend of mine said, he said, hey, man, if you want to start a business, you can go on the internet and pull a business plan down. Doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It's a business plan, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for your specific business, right? If you're starting a fitness business or if you're starting a supplement business or if you're starting a dry cleaning business, those all require different business plans. And this is the same with fitness, right? Uh, you can pull any fitness plan off the internet. doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It'll do something because it'll get you started. So if you're a beginner 
then absolutely pull anything off the internet and do it because the first phase is do, right? The second phase is do with intentionality or do well, right? So first, just do it. Just move. That's great. Just go there, right? That's where most people, many people live. People listening to this podcast are certainly in the phase in the phase of doing well, right? And doing well, I define as doing with intentionality, which intentionality, as you guys understand, means ha- have a purpose, be intentional with it. So that means you have to be mindful, you have to be present, you have to be purposeful, do with intentionality. And the final one, the third step in progress is do well with intentionality, do hard well with intentionality, right? So do well and work hard. And so all of those that have been blended, but the hard work is, is not the first step. It's definitely a component, but it, it shouldn't be the first step, right? It should be something that comes further down the line because working hard, like driving a car faster with poor alignment can cause challenges, can cause injuries. Not always, but it does, eventually it will, right? And the stronger you get and the better you get at performing certain things, the more likely you are to get hurt. And then this is where the rigidity and fluidity conversation comes in. And it's important that you guys have an understanding of hey, uh, I need to make sure that I'm moving well here and giving my body. It's kind of like giving your body space. It's a margin for error, right? If I'm really tight, then I got to thread the needle perfectly. If, I'm, if I move really well, then I have a much bigger margin for error. And there's no doubt there's a genetic component to moving well. And there's no doubt there's a nutritional component to moving well. And there's no doubt there's a stress component to moving well. And all of those things have to tie into your program. So if you're someone who is having, if having a hard time moving well, then let's discuss what it looks like to improve your stress, your sleep, your nutrition, your biochemistry on the inside, right? Which is ultimately all of these things put together. This is biochemical soup that you're creating that ultimately creates the expression of your outward body and your uh, creates the expression of your ability to perform physically and mentally, right? And so sometimes people separate the body and the mind and they think that um, you know, the mind is, is this isolated thing and the body is this isolated thing. But in reality, these are inextricably linked. Your body creates your mind and your mind creates your body. And that's not just, uh, you know, metaphorically, that's reality, right? Like my thoughts create hormones and my body, as I move, creates hormones and myokines and that affects the brain. It's this two-way street that are inextricably linked. So as we progress through uh, the ascension of life, the essential of never allowing ourselves to descend, actually actually only allowing ourselves to ascend, we become more and more effective because this is why, important. Stop with the three-month time horizons. Stop even with the 12-month time horizons. What's your 25-year time horizon? And when you, when you change the time horizon to 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, all of a sudden your goals change. Your desire to, you know, yes, you want to get in shape now, of course, great, get in shape now, but it's useless if you can't sustain it for 10 years or 25 years, right? So it's, it's what I call the high impact habits. What are the high impact habits for you right now that are going to move the needle fastest? And what are the high impact habits that you're going to sustain for life, right? So if you look at guys in their 50s, 60s, and 70s who are in amazing shape, and yes, they are uh, in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, and they do exist, and these guys are not you know, abusing hormones or anything like that. Maybe they're taking, you know, uh, hormone replacement, but uh, maybe they're not. But even if they are, they're still doing things correctly because not every 60-year-old looks great. Not every 70-year-old looks great. So there's definitely things you should be doing that are going to drive you toward longevity. They're going to drive you toward well-being. They're going to drive you toward mental and physical excellence, which is the goal. I don't want to be 80 and be incapacitated. I don't want to be 90 and be physically incapable. I'm going to be more capable then than I am now, 
um, because I'm acquiring knowledge, I'm acquiring skills, and I'm executing on my high impact habits. So many of you guys have been on my webinars in the past, my workshops, and uh, I'm, I'm committing to doing more of them because um, we have huge turnouts. Typically, um, you know, we last right last one we had a thousand people register, and we couldn't take everybody. So thank you for everyone who did register, and we had uh, about 400 people show up, which was great. So thank you to all the listeners who showed up for those webinars or work, you know we call workshops, and I want you to leave with value. And and we have another one coming up. We have many of them coming up. Um, if you guys want to check those out directly, go to muscleintelligence.com/workshop and uh, see the the schedule that's coming up, or at least register for the next one. And these are all geared at people over forty, over thirty-five. And the reason people ask why are you gearing to people that are older was well, because we have certain challenges that arise after. 35, right? Maybe 30, maybe 40 for some people, maybe 50 for others, but certain challenges that arise that, that is, aren't the same when you're in your 20s. And my goal is to allow all of you to be 25 for life and myself as well is how do I, how do I feel 25 for life? How do I perform 25 for life? Uh, how, does my, how do I ensure my body looks and performs that way uh, forever, right? That's the goal. And, and allowing um, age to creep up is simply not an option for me or my audience. One other thing I want to talk about, which is really important, what I'm finding very common amongst my clients is many of these guys, not all, but many of these guys are, are having a hard time, and maybe not the right word, but are experiencing this life of, call it isolation. And it seems that many men are desiring a community of like-minded men. And I'll be honest, it's really hard for me to find like-minded men. And I'm super um, meticulous with who I spend my time with. You know, I spend a lot of time alone and I love my time alone. I really, really love time with amazing humans, people who hold themselves to the highest standard, people who inspire me. And what I find in, with the guys in my community right now, my coaching community, these guys, these 20 gentlemen, are all the guys who in their community are the one that everyone looks to for guidance and support and advice. And um, they're the glue, right? They're the, the leader. The question I ask them is, okay, well, who do you go to to lean on when something's challenging? Who do you go to to lean on when you need, a, you need an ear? And the answer is they don't often have anybody. And so this is what we're creating. We're creating a community of, of high achievers who can lean on each other, who can lean on me, who can lean on uh, this incredible group to help us ultimately, and ultimately our group of experts also who um, support everyone to, uh, to be there when you need some, some support. I think it's important that everyone listening to this podcast realize that um, we're all living the same life. Some of us are struggling uh, in the seasons, right? Some, some seasons feel like summer and some feel like winter and sometimes it's spring and sometimes it's fall. And uh, everyone, even the most successful people I know are going through seasons of life. That's not necessarily that they're struggling. It's that they're, they're experiencing something unusual and they're, they're having to adapt and overcome, but they know without a shadow of a doubt, they have the capability and the capacity to overcome whatever is in front of them. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we wrap up this podcast about uh, ultimately the mindset of taking on exceptional uh, training results, exceptional training mindset, hopefully you found some value in this. And if you did, I would appreciate it if you share it with at least one person you know and love 
who um, wants to ultimately live their greatest life in a body of love. Maybe it's someone who's a high achiever who uh, is having a hard time understanding how to create the body they want. And, and so you could be a high achiever in one area, not necessarily be a high achiever in all areas, right? So I think um, acknowledging that is important. And, and for many of us to um, progress, we must have a worthy adversary. And so if you don't currently have a worthy adversary, ask yourself, what am I going to do today to challenge myself? And a worthy adversary for me is this daily opportunity we have in the gym to challenge ourselves, challenge ourselves physically, challenge ourselves mentally, right? And there's, there's not really any other place unless you're going to do it on purpose. Certainly society is not going to do it for you. Eventually they might in, in many ways, but um, if you're not going to physically and mentally challenge yourself every day, you're not going to progress. So ladies and gents, if you are interested in being part of our community, we're currently accepting uh, coaching clients and we'd love to uh, have a conversation with anybody who feels like they'd be a great fit. And most intelligence coaches and I are uh, constantly training, constantly learning on how we can be more effective at delivering world-class results. And they're learning the Pokolsky method now. And we're passing this on to uh, this generation, hopefully future generations on how to think through uh, effective body transformation, right? We call it a framework for rapid results, whether that be uh, rapid results of muscle building, fat loss, mindset optimization. Some of the guys Mike, in my group say, Ben, I'll never leave because of the mindset benefit we bring. And I'll tell you what, sometimes, I wonder if you guys feel this too, this, this isolated lone wolf mindset Sometimes I just feel like not everyone moves at the same level or at the same speed, right? The same pace. Sometimes I feel like I have to like slow down to allow other people to not feel bad. It's the, it's the participation trophy, right? And uh, again, not saying that I work hard and push hard and everything, but in general, there's a lot of people in my community who say that. Like, hey, you know what? I don't want to have to slow down. I want people who work at my level. And one thing I'll tell you about our coaches is... You're not going to have to slow down to work with these coaches. These coaches are going to push you at every level. Uh, they're exceptional humans, exceptionally edu well-educated, and uh, exceptionally well-intentioned to help you succeed. So today's podcast is brought to you by Muscle Intelligence Coaching. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Muscle Intelligence Coaching is uh, currently accepting clients. We are working on some really new and exciting research, some really new and exciting programs to support a greater number of people to ultimately live their greatest life in a body they love. And that sounds vague when I say it now, but for me, it's like, I want you to move well. I want you to perform well. I want you to feel amazing. And if that sounds great to you, our coaches are very, very well versed in supporting you to get there and overcoming any obstacles. And I, I say they're problem solvers. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Buy Optimizers. So if you guys are not already using Buy Optimizers, I've got some of the best quality products that I certainly use on a day-to-day -day basis. Two specifically, actually three that I specifically use. The first one you guys have heard me talk about before. If you're not already taking mass zymes, go over to bioptimizers.com right now and pick up mass zymes. You will not regret it, especially if you're over 40. These are this is the number people ask, hey Ben, I'm actually going away for the next two weeks. People say, hey Ben, what is it? What are the number number one something you'll take with you? Or what number number one something you take for longevity or for fasting. And I'm like, you know what? Probably enzymes, probably enzymes, because I like the idea of, and again, I won't take it fasting for long periods of time. 
but uh, I'll definitely take it for, to decrease inflammation, to imp- improve my body's ability to extract the nutrients I create, I consume. Um, Masslime is just a great product. Also, Mag Breakthrough. If you're not taking Mag Breakthrough, seven forms of magnesium in one po- one package. Benefit of seven different magnesiums is each magnesium can specifically act on a specific tissue. Some of the research suggests that uh, each chelate, so which is an attachment of an amino acid, can actually isolate its or isolate its action on specific tissues. So magbreakthrough.com is where you can pick up magbreakthrough. You can also get all of these products at Bioptimizers. And the final one that I've been playing with lately that actually is very, very interesting is called Capex, K-A-P-E-X. And uh, the why I like this product, it seems to really rev up cellular metabolism. I've given it to some of my clients and get using it myself to test out. So we can actually improve our energy and capacity to burn fat as fuel. So Capex upgrades the way your body and cells function, uh, ultimately because every single ingredient is clinically proven to help with the digestion, the absorption, the assimilation, ultimately energy production. Um, so that's a really, really important part of life success. If you had more energy, you would do everything you needed to, wouldn't you? There would never be the absence of motivation if you had enough energy. So on that note, head over to buyoptimizers.com. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com and use the code MUSCLE10 at checkout to get hooked up with 10% off. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Muscle Intelligence Coaching Community to you, and from Bioptimizers, our friend of our Bioptimizers, thank you very much for listening to me today. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, share it with at least one person you know and love who ultimately is aspiring to train hard, train well. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do that right now so you never miss another amazing episode of the Muscle Intelligence Podcast with yours truly. Have an amazing day, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.